Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. You're listening to The Strata, a Beyond the Dark production. Season 9. Ash and Steel, Part 1. I've had a fascination with legacy tech for about as long as I can remember. It started just by chance. I was a scrawny kid exploring an old abandoned junker warehouse looking for shiny trinkets I could trade for a few creds on the street. This one day, I found something glowing in amongst the debris, some kind of circuit array with a tiny bit of juice left in the core. Even though I had no idea what it was, it intrigued me, so I took it home. Pretty soon, I was looking for more just like it, I'd crawl into one dark, forgotten warehouse after another, pocketing whatever broken gadgets I could find and taking them home with me to study. While other kids were out causing mischief on the streets, I was pulling apart rectifier mechanisms, cleaning them out and putting them back together again to see if I could get the lights to turn on. It was fun, exciting, and to me, it all just made sense. Everything else in my life was chaos. My mom and dad came and went at odd hours, and we were never in the same place more than a few weeks at a time. That's life when you're trying to stay ahead of the cops. Mom and dad, they were always at each other's throats, arguing about creds or hurling insults like there was no tomorrow. Some days I ate, others I went hungry, and I never knew where I might wake up next. But the gadgets I managed to hoard, those were always constant. There was an order to the way the components fit together that was unlike anything else I had in my life. Something reliable and true. It gave me comfort when everything else was turning on its head. And over the years, I got good at fixing stuff. It's one of the things that made me a good tech dealer. I always knew the right part for the job, what needed to go where in the most efficient configuration. A lot of other dealers thought this old stuff was worthless, but there's always been a market for it out there. Enough to make a living, that's for sure. There was a lot of trial and error, but in time, I built up a list of the most reliable suppliers and the best people to transport the merch. I worked hard, night and day. Eventually, I made enough creds to buy my own place in Midtown. A little slice of the strata to call my own. Then, someone came along and turned it into a smoking ruin, but that's another story. The point is, even though my life has always revolved around hardware, I still like to be social. I like people. I really do. But sometimes it feels like I'm speaking a different language. 
As soon as they start telling me about their favorite grid cast or the latest action in the cyber pit, I just tune out. It's rare that I find someone who has the same interest as me, and over the years, I could count on one hand the number of people I truly call friends. And that's why, when I find them, I try my hardest to hang on to them. Sienna, what the hell are you doing down there? Fixing the shit you broke, that's what? <sighs> I told you to leave it. If I don't patch up this wheelchair of yours, you're going to be stuck in bed. And when you get stuck in bed, you get grumpy, and then you start hollering at people. I never raised my voice at anyone who didn't deserve it. So when you were yelling at me a minute ago, did I deserve that? I wasn't yelling. Could have fooled me. Okay, maybe I was yelling, and maybe you did deserve it. What did I do? You started making a big fuss over nothing. This thing that happened here? This mess? I wouldn't call that nothing, pal. Will you leave it alone already? Russ, you could have killed yourself. That's horseshit. You tried going down a flight of stairs on your wheelchair at breakneck speed, I might add? You don't see the inherent danger in that. I've done it plenty of times before and never had a problem until now. What in the hell were you trying to prove anyway? I'm not trying to prove anything. Just making my way to the ground floor. Uh, there's this thing over there called an elevator. Safely gets you from one level to the next. You should try it sometime. That piece of trash? It takes all year. Who has time for that? So instead you come barreling down the staircase like a glitched out hopper drone on a wheelchair, no less. It's not that hard to do. Oh, really? I can't think of a single normal person who would ever consider attempting that. Well, not many people can handle a set of wheels like I can. And that's why I found you face-planted at the bottom with bits of broken wheelchair everywhere. Uh, this new arm is still glitching. Russ, you're lucky it was the wheelchair that got busted apart and not that body of yours. You're in a fragile state right now. I'm not fragile, I'm just... What? I don't know. I feel useless. You're not useless. And meanwhile, this Halliwell guy is, is doing what? Sitting in his classroom over there, looking at schematics all day, pissing his time away. Look, I don't like the guy any more than you do, but he's doing his best. Putting together a new pair of legs for you is not going to be easy. We knew this from the start. Legs? He couldn't even get this new arm right. There's nothing wrong with your arm. Like hell. I've been through the diagnostics on that thing, what, five times now? Maybe more? And I can't find a single problem. Every receptor is calibrated in the green. Your movement parameters are dead on perfect and- Something doesn't feel right. Like what? I don't know. It's just not right. Listen, pal, I get it. You're having a hard time adjusting to losing an arm and both of your legs. That's a monumental hurdle to overcome, but I'm telling you. We're going to get it all fixed up. Good as new. Yeah. There's something else bothering you, isn't there? There's plenty bothering me. You're still self-conscious about the way that arm looks. That's it, isn't it? No. Oh, so you like all of that shiny alloy exposed all over the place, huh? Okay, okay. I don't like it. Of course I don't like it. Who would? It makes me look like a goddamn emulator or something. Like a shitty old robot. 
No one thinks that. Carlita keeps staring at it. That's because she likes all the cogs and levers and moving parts. She thinks it's cool. Bullshit. We're going to find some plasti skin for you and cover it up, okay? Some of that primo, freshly minted shit, too. We get all that alloy hidden away and your body looking like it used to, no problem. I don't need fancy primo shit, see. I'll settle for anything we can get. Yeah, I know. It's just that right now, most of the supply chains in the Strata are busted and it's hard to get anything at all. That's exactly the problem. What? The supply chains? No. The fact that I can't do anything. In days gone by, I'd have just jumped in the van and sourced this shit myself. Now I have to sit here and watch while the rest of you fumble about- Fumble about, huh? You know what I mean. I don't want the rest of you doing work that I should be doing myself. Oh, it's okay, Rust. It's no trouble. Really. I hate sitting on the sidelines. It's not going to be like that forever. This whole situation sucks, having to rely on everyone else so much. I've never had to do that before. That's what's pissing me off more than anything. Well, the rest of us would have less work to do if you stopped hurling this wheelchair down the stairs like a madman. There are better things I could be doing with my time than fixing this thing. Yep, sorry. I I didn't mean to make things harder for you. I just... I want to do something. What about some of those other jobs I lined up? Going through the part databases, for example. I've done what I can, but I've never been good with that stuff. Out there on the road, that's... My skill set. How about we put our heads together later tonight? Sit out on the balcony and relax for a bit, see what we come up with. Relax? You gotta be kidding me. I haven't felt relaxed since the moment I woke up in this place. Hollywell's lab isn't the most hospitable environment, I'll give you that. But until he's finished working on your new legs, we don't have much choice but to hang around. I feel like a lab rat whenever he looks at me. Something about his eyes. Yeah, I don't trust him either. Maybe we should just cut loose of this whole thing. Forget about my legs. We've already been through this. There's no other option, remember? If we walk out of here, chances are you're going to be stuck in this wheelchair for the rest of your life. And the alternative is staying here and playing roommates with a psychopath who specializes in digging up dead people and turning them into zombies. Just for a couple more weeks. From what Hollywell said, it shouldn't take any longer than that. Let's hope not. Try not to worry about it now. Here. Move over a bit. Let me adjust this, and we'll be done in no time. Hey, here they are. The weary travelers have returned. Himena, Emily, and... Who's this? Rusty, you won't believe what I saw. Hey, it's Carlita. What did you see, kiddo? A wombat? Those don't exist anymore, silly. They do. I've seen one with my own eyes. Really? Where? Well, see, there was this delivery in Highgate City and... Well, maybe I'll tell you another time. Let's hear your story first. Okay, it's really cool. Are you ready? As I'll ever be. I was looking out my window this morning, and all of a sudden, the walls started rattling, like an earthquake was coming. Uh-oh. That doesn't sound good. I thought maybe the whole place was going to fall down. What was it, sweetie? I looked up in the sky, and that was when I saw it. A spaceship. A big one. A spaceship? In Dockerton? 
It landed right outside our commune. Calling it a spaceship might be stretching it a little. It was a spaceship. It was some kind of Millicon craft, loaded with supplies and stuff. Millicon. So those bastards are finally helping out, huh? Not really. They look more like a PR stunt to me. A bunch of assholes in fancy uniforms, wandering around looking important. Millicon brass? Commanders, maybe? Maybe. They posed for some wire snaps and then took off again pretty fast. Oh, yeah. That's a publicity thing, all right. A photo shoot, trying to make themselves look good in the outer colonies. That's what I was thinking, too. I wanted a ride, but they wouldn't let me get close. You just keep your feet planted right here, kiddo. Stay with us. Those melee kind guys are nowhere near as cool as we are. So how's the cleanup going down there, Jimena? Is Dockerton starting to look like its old self yet? <sighs> to be honest, it doesn't feel like we're getting anywhere. There, there's just so much to do. It's kind of... It's kind of overwhelming most of the time. They still got you posted in the underground? Yep. I'm not going to see work on the top side anytime soon. There was so much carnage in the siphon tunnels that... Well, put it this way. We've got repair crews working 24-7, and so far we've barely made a dent. You shouldn't be down there. Uh, we're not doing this again, are we? It's my job to be down there, Rust. With all of that damage, it can't be safe. Like I told you before, we've got the flows routed through the good networks for now. We'll be okay. As long as there are no more surprises that come along. That's exactly what I'm worried about. Ugh, Emily. Talk some sense into him. Huh? Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Come on over, Em. We won't bite. <sighs> yeah, sorry. Is everything okay? I, I'm just tired. They got you working hard? Sure. I'm helping out around the commune where I can. How's it been there lately? It's fine. Carlita has other kids to play with, and there's always someone around if you ever need help. They've really got us jammed in there. Nothing much we can do, obviously. There are so many people without homes after what happened. One tiny little room between the three of us. <laughs> it's cozy, at least. But forget about using the bathroom most of the time. It's fine, as long as you don't mind lining up for an hour. Look, why don't you guys come back here and stay? Plenty of room in the lab. Stay here? Under the same roof as this creep Hallowell? <laughs> no thanks. I'll take the commune any day. Yeah, thanks for the offer, Rust, but... Having to work down there in Dockerton? We can't afford the travel time. It's taking longer and longer every time we come to visit. The checkpoints are ramping up again? Yeah, the cops are asking more and more questions every time we come through. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah, I really should be down there helping to fix up Dockerton. Not sitting in this lab doing nothing all day. They need laborers who can navigate all that debris, Rust. Not the kind of work you can do in your condition, pal. Exactly. I'm no good to anybody. It's just a matter of time until you're on your feet again. Look, I understand if you want to stop visiting. Traveling all the way from Dockerton to Highgate City a few times a week is the last thing you need. Considering all the other shit you have to deal with on top of that. You say that every time we come here. And still no one listens to me. Well, since we're talking about this, how's our friend, Dr. Hallowell? Is he making any progress on your new legs? Your guess is as good as mine. 
He just sits over there, locked in his glass cage all day, working on who knows what. Maybe someone needs to go in there and put their foot up his ass. Isn't that right, Hallowell? He can't hear you through that glass. You sure about that? Yeah, I tested it myself. When is he going to be done? Has he given you any more updates? Every time I ask him, he just gives me the same answer. Usually says he has a great new idea he's looking into. Here, let me roll over to the intercom for a demonstration. Hey, Doc. Can you hear me? Uh, yes, I'm here. How are those new legs of mine shaping up? Got anything to show me today? Absolutely. I'm following up on some promising ideas right now. Yeah, that's what I thought you'd say. I'll leave you to it. <sighs> that bastard is stalling. I guarantee it. Why would he do that? Think about it. The day Rust walks out of his lab on his new legs is the day we turn Hallowell over to the cops to answer for what he's done. Every day spent here in this lab is one day less he spends in Blackhall. Exactly. We haven't told Hollywell about our plans for him yet. He's no fool. They can figure it out. Maybe he thinks we're going to set him free. I doubt it. More likely, he knows exactly what's coming. He's probably in there right now figuring out a way to escape. Now that you mention it, he does seem pretty happy in his little glass cage. So you think we should, what, cut him loose? Hand him over to the cops? If we do that, you'll never get your legs back. Maybe there's another way to get those legs. There's not. Unless you start looking at the expensive shit. Which isn't really an option. Why don't we give Hollywell an ultimatum? Threaten to hand him over if he doesn't start giving us some results? Well, that's a better idea than sitting around and letting him string us along forever. While we're at it, we should see if he has any medical contacts who could help us get more stim packs. What do you need those for? There are a lot of sick people wandering around down there in Dockerton. They have burns, cuts, infections, you name it. Some of them are dying because they can't get a hold of basic medical supplies. How many are we talking about? A couple of thousand, I think. But I'm not sure for certain. Shouldn't Millicon or the administrators be supplying those treatments? Millicon is too busy doing photo ops, apparently. There's a small supply coming in, but it's not going to be enough. Just when we thought we'd seen the worst of it. Oh shoot, that's me. What's up? I've got a drop-off to make. What kind of drop-off? One that will hopefully land me a few creds. We're running awful short of those around here, and now that my best courier is out of action, I've got to handle this shit myself. Come on, don't rub it in. I'll catch you guys next time, okay? Back soon, Rust. Be careful out there, see? The road is no place for amateurs. Says the guy who just face-planted because he can't drive his wheelchair. Eat me, pal. of you to stop by. Hey, Murph. Sorry I'm late. I was beginning to think you wouldn't show. Got held up at a checkpoint. Plus, I took a few wrong turns on the way here, which didn't help. Huh. What is this? Amateur hour. I said I'm sorry. This is business, Sienna. Sorry doesn't cut it. 
Maybe next time choose a better place for a drop-off, Murph? What are we doing all the way out here anyway? I'm taking precautions. How come? Because of all the shit that went down, that's how come! You mean half a Dockerton being wiped off the map? What does that have to do with your drop-offs? The whole landscape has changed, in case you hadn't noticed. Remember all those supply chains that used to exist in Dockerton? Poof! Up in smoke! You think you're the only one who's been affected by that? I'm missing more than half my contacts now. That's why I've been reduced to meeting up with guys like you in cruddy back alleys out by the bay. <laughs> guys like me? Yeah, guys like you. Maybe I should just take my business elsewhere. Cut the shit, Murphy. You need me as much as I need you. Mmm, I don't know about that. You still haven't explained why you're taking all these precautions? Because it's necessary, that's why. Shifting gear around the strata is a whole new ball game these days. Haven't you noticed all the crackpots squeezing their way in, ripping people off? There's always crackpots in this line of work. Not like this. Oh no, it's never been this bad. Lots of desperate people out there doing desperate things. Like what? Some sicko slashed up Jimmy Three Hands a couple of nights ago. Half of him got carted off to Midtown General, and the other half is still in an alley over by Crosstown. He's lucky to be alive. Jimmy Three Hands is always putting those extra fingers of his into places he shouldn't. I'm surprised it took this long for someone to teach him a lesson. Oh, that's cold, Sienna. Real cold. You're really gonna tell me you're spooked because one shady dealer got what was coming to him? He's not the only one. Okay, are we going to do this or not? Well, it's not like I have much choice. I need the creds. Don't we all? I'm in a bad situation here. And that's partly your fault, by the way. What? How come? That friend of yours trashed my place. Burnt half of it to the ground. My friend? Yeah, the weirdo with the silver-eyed goons who came through shooting everything to pieces. I saw a video she posted on the grid calling you out. Gnarly? She was definitely not my friend. Well, you must have pissed her off somehow. And in retaliation, she started targeting traitors like me. She was looking for hollow chips. That's why she came after you. And for what it's worth, she burned down my place, too. Ten years of work up in smoke. Well, whatever the case, we have to be careful now. We have to take precautions against maniacs like that. Actually, that's one maniac we don't have to worry about anymore. Huh? Never mind. Let's get this over with, Murphy. Where's the component? You've got a buyer? Yeah, I told you already. Everything's lined up. We're good to go. Okay, that's what I like to hear. Hmm. Take a look. I've got the location locked in. I'll give you the coordinates. Wait a second. You don't have the merch on you? What, didn't you hear what I've been telling you? I'm not gonna risk putting this info on the grid. Someone could be listening. So that's why I have to give you the details in person. So this wasn't a drop-off at all. You just wanted to waste my time. What I want is to earn some creds, don't you? Of course I do. So, take down these coordinates, huh? Then sit your ass on that hover bike and go get it! I'm not a courier. Bell hasn't stopped you in the past. Just pay someone like you always do. No, my courier is... <sighs> Shit, okay, give me the coordinates. Here, take a look. Ugh... You ever hear about a thing called aftershave, Murphy? Deodorant? I don't normally get close and personal with people. Yeah. 
I can see why you... Hey, wait a second. This location is right in the middle of a major cleanup zone in Dockerton. Yeah, and? It's gonna be crawling with cops, maybe Millicon too. How am I supposed to get it out? That's your problem. I just told you I... Uh, Murphy? You're beeping. Stand back! What the hell? Hey, put the gun down! Who sent you? Murphy, stop talking crazy. Who are you working for? Me! I'm working for me! Bullshit! Just calm down and tell me what's going on. You need to turn around and get out of here right now! Okay, but I don't understand. You're covered in them. Thousands of them! This is exactly the shit I'm trying to protect myself against. Thousands? Micro beacons! Look, this scanner just lit up like a Christmas tree! Micro beacons? What the hell? You don't know where they came from? No! Then you've got a problem, Sienna. Someone is monitoring you. Someone is watching every step you take. Support this podcast and hear episodes a week early, ad-free, at patreon.com slash beyondthedark. Season 9, Ash and Steel. Starring Michelle Mosley, Jason Churai, Elisa Martea, Sam Slade, Ross Campbell, Arim Jew, Emma Scherzarko, Brian Jeffords, Peter Wicks, Stefan Martello, Sarah Ruth Thomas, Stuart Moyer, Jordan W. Anderson, and Ty Wilkins. Created by Mark R. Healy, a Beyond the Dark production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Oh, hey, friends, it's me, your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore. You don't know me, but I'm going to introduce you to Dungeons & Dragons, where I play D&D with my friends, and, th- and they're going to become your friends because you're going to love us so much. I mean, maybe, maybe you won't love us, but we'll love you. Let me give you a taste of the show in 42 seconds. Let's go! You must have a, f- and a flask. Anything. He's got a satchel. This is the most disappointed <laughs> way I've ever heard anyone say the word satchel. Cost. How much is a donkey cost? Russ, how much is a donkey cost? Russ, is the a question donkey everyone cost? wants to know. <laughs> For one hour. It's concentration, so if you do another concentration spell. It's abjuration, you doink. It's concentration. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like exactly the sort of person you should probably tell your friends about. The kind that are there and say, like, weird, mysterious things and then just disappear? Yeah, that's why I'm telling oh, you. Okay. Also, he had three eyes. Oh! We're having this rager. I mean, Lich Astley and the Magic Magic Missiles is going to be playing <laughs> later tonight. Is he ever going to give you up? <laughs> never going to give you up, never going to let you down. Orcus is going to rule all and he won't desert you. What else do I need to tell you? We're Dungeons & Dragons. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts or at dumbdragons.com. We can't wait to adventure with you.